Welcome everybody to the podcast, Tomorrow's Entrepreneurs, episode one. I got a special guest with me, Marcelo. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. No worries. All right. So uh, we'll get straight into it. What exactly do you do? What are the kind of different parts of business that you work on? As many people know, I make clothing. I first made clothing when I was in grade nine, took a break from it for a while to like explore different parts of my creativity, and now I'm back to it. Uh, I'm a photographer as well. I shoot digital and film, and I'm working on a bunch of like projects photography-wise that are going to be more developed, like creatively, more storyline following, more organized, I guess you could say. Yeah, okay. So uh, I just want to get this out there. If people wanted to search you up or look at your stuff, they could just find you on like Instagram or... Do you have any sort of other uh, platforms where you put your stuff? Uh, no, mainly just Instagram. So should I give out my usernames right now? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So my photography is Sights of a Ghost. And that's all one word, obviously. And then my clothing is you projects, And then two underscores. Yeah. So with the photography specifically, how did you originally start? Like, how, where was your interest sparked? Yeah, so in grade nine, when I was first making clothing, I had to find a way to get pictures on like on my Instagram page that actually looked appealing instead of just taking it like randomly on my phone. Because before I underestimated how much your phone could really do photography-wise. So my dad got me a camera and I started taking pictures of like the hoodies I had. And then eventually like I got all the pictures done for that I needed to get done. And I have a friend called Dylan Reed. He also he had uh, Revolt events and Anthem. Like he did the party, he threw a bunch of parties, right? And he's a photographer. He's a very well-respected photographer in Toronto. He was more, like, yeah. So I was looking at his stuff and I thought that was really cool. So I started diving more into photography rather than just like taking pictures of my business. And then eventually along the way, I just fell in love with it. It's an awesome art. I've, I think of it as an art. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I like to say, even though it, it sounds kind of weird sometimes, I don't like to think of myself as a photographer, just as a general artist, because even though I do photography a lot, I also do graphic design. And I also, I'm really into music, just like production wise. And like I like to think that I'm trying to explore all different branches of art. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Sometimes I hear... Uh like rappers and stuff saying, you know, they're not a rapper. I'm an artist, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I respect that. Yeah. There's a huge difference too, man. Cause like rappers, they seem, they like simply put, they just rap and artists have a deeper meaning behind what they do. Like a story almost, right? It's beyond just words. That's what mm-hmm. it means to be an artist. It's beyond like what medium you use. It goes deeper than that. Yeah. So that's, that's what, I like to think of myself as an artist rather than just a photographer. Where do you plan to go? Obviously, a dream of mine would be to make it into a career, but making it in the creative industry is a lot harder than it seems, or I'm not sure how it seems like, because I'm like kind of, I have a foot in the door, so I kind of see what it actually is. But it's, it's very hard to really make it, like make it, make it in the creative industry. And since I was young, I've been really inclined to become like an engineer. So I guess to answer your question properly, ideally, I can make a career out of being a creative director for bigger artists, like music, like recording artists and just 
in general, there's just big platform people. But what, where I think it will end up is that I don't think I'll ever stop taking pictures. I don't think I'll ever stop exploring my creativity, expressing myself in those different ways. But I see it as side, kind of like a side thing I'll, I'll be doing my entire life. Yeah. So all- you'll always keep it, whether it's a hobby or a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, do you see it as, well, now at least, do you see it more as a hobby or is it something that you are like really pushing to pursue? That's a good question. That's a good question. Because I don't see it as something that troubles me. Like when, when I want to rest, when I want to just relax, I'll take pictures. Like that's what I do for, like for fun, to, for enjoyment. I, I definitely want to like get better. I always try to get a lot better, like look at different things to get better at it and pursue like my personal development in it. But at the same time, it's just my own hobby, my own enjoyment. It's kind of like a passion. I guess in that little gray area between those two options where I live. So another thing I was wanted to talk about was um, exposure. So when you first started this, you said in grade nine with the clothing, right? Yeah. How did you expose your brand? I guess you could say like the untitled. How did you kind of get that out there to people? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back. Uh, honestly, it's all through the power of social media. The first 10 hoodies I made were like, so like first I came out with literally just 10 items, like 10 pieces. Mm-hmm. Of like the different colors, and I got some people to model them. I took some pictures. The first ten people who bought it, I personally knew, like, mm-hmm. like we were friends, because they were just supporting me and whatnot. But then, I put the pictures up on Instagram, and I started getting flooded in with DMs of like people asking me, like reaching out to me in order to purchase it, and a lot of them I just didn't know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with them or like we weren't friends, nothing. But through the power of just Instagram and like word of mouth, and I pushed it out there by just kind of trying to create a feeling with it. So it's been like two years now since you started kind of messing with business kind of side of things. I've always been interested in that stuff. My first experience at it was literally selling fidget spinners in like grade seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I had a clothing brand in grade eight. Not many people know about that. I don't really talk about that because it's a whole, whole different story, bro. Yeah, no, you got to start somewhere, right? So you always kind of had the interest in, you know, trying to make money kind of thing, entrepreneur type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from that, I guess, including the Create 8 brand, what have you learned from then to now? Like what skills have you attained, that kind of thing? Yeah, so skills I attained is definitely how to, how to communicate to a larger audience through more than just what an item really is. Because an item, like... This hoodie, what makes it different from any other hoodies or like not just this hoodie in particular, but any item that you buy is the feeling that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times there's two items that, that have the same quality that are basically the same thing with a different logo on a different graphic, whatever. It's about how it speaks to you and how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So what I learned then is that if you want people to choose you over other clothing brands, over other like artists, whatever, you have to sell an emotion, a type of vibe to yourself. Yeah. No, I understand. When I made, yeah. When I made those shirts out in, in September, I like geared all my marketing to like towards old, more 
vintage style vibe. So I had like a, like I had the video that, that I released with the draw. Mm-hmm. I was just in front of a convenience store with like, I made it purposely like poor quality as it was like before, because we didn't have like, all the technology we have now. Yeah, so that's what I was going for. And it's about that. It's about making people want to feel the way that that item makes them feel. Yeah. So was it always, it wasn't always vintage, right? Like your style wasn't always vintage or was uh, it? No? My, my, my personal style has changed a lot, man. Yeah. Over the years. So um, with, with that, do you think you brought your, like the clothing side with your style changing? Did you bring your business with that? Like your clothing, did you try to like bring it along with you? If you know what I mean, like as your style was changing. Yeah, yeah, I did because a lot of what I believe now is that if I if I personally wouldn't buy the product, I would never put that out because I've ran through like dozens of designs and concepts between when I dropped that first tee and now, and I haven't put anything out just because I don't. I don't truly believe in myself that without a doubt, I'd spend that much money on it. And if I, I personally wouldn't purchase that for the, the target price, like a hundred percent any day of the week, then I, I shouldn't put it out there for other people to buy. That's a good, I think that's a good uh, spot to stand, right? You don't want to be selling products or services that you wouldn't buy yourself. Yeah. Like that's the thing. If, if you're not willing to, I guess in this way, I'm not technically buying it myself, but like, if you're not willing to buy into whatever products you're creating, it's going to fail regardless. So when you, when you were first uh, selling these to people, like kind of after the first like 10 people stage, when you started getting to a bigger audience, how did you, did you literally just DM them? Yeah, just DMs through DMs and like Snapchat and text message. Like people after the first dozen people started reaching out to me like before i was like texting like hey i'm coming out with like this item right and like if you're interested just let me know like i appreciate that etc but then after the first dozen purchases like people started coming towards me to buy the product i don't really reach out to people i don't like to push in people's face that i have a product i'm trying to sell to them Mm -hmm. it's more like you want them to like it and want it right yeah because obviously my friends are supporting me like people who support me are going to purchase it. I don't like to force them to, I feel like it's not organic. And, and that way I'm not going to look if people are just giving me money instead of me learning how to make people want something, they're just giving it to me like to support. You know I mean? Yeah, no, I think that, I think your strategy actually works. You got it to your first few friends. Yeah. And then I, I, I literally started, you know, seeing people around me. I had no idea. I didn't even see your Instagram post or anything about it. I just saw them wearing it. Yeah. Like it was honestly a lot of, right place right time as well because I, I was the first person in our generation to kind of step into that clothing right so like because of that i got i was the only like person people looked at when they looked at local clothing it was only me only. so I, a lot of the attention was from that so i was kind of at the right time there i was first in line for all of that and I, and also I just had a lot of people supporting me and then people through word of mouth, like the more people who wear it, obviously the more people who see it, just kind of through that, it like through word of mouth there, they would know it's mine or they would want to purchase it regardless. 
because no like you said there's no other nobody else who's doing the clothing thing so when you see something like the untitled you automatically you're like that's something new i've never seen that you know where'd it come from you got all these thoughts anyways that's kind of went through what went through my mind when i uh first saw it so that's pretty cool and then for the photos for like your photography uh point do you do you plan to try to make that like a source of income do you try, plan to uh you know make it into something where you can continue it and make income out of it or is that more of a hobby yeah. a lot of the time see more recently i, I stopped doing free shoots more <laughs> recently before for like a, the first solid year because i started shooting seriously last of july that's when i started shooting like seriously mm-hmm. it was more like it it was more of a hobby i wanted to get my portfolio built up mm-hmm. now that i have like a lot of shots like that are that i think are good work up there i stopped kind of just doing it for free so the way I work now is that if I have an idea I really want to shoot, I'll do it for free because that's like for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if people reach out to me and they want their idea shot by me or they want something that they can use for like their artist pages on Spotify or like any designs they want done, I charge them like my set prices and I'll talk to them. Like it already is a source of income, income. And I wanted to continue that way, but I, I wanted to keep to keep doing it like for me as well inside. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's good that you probably started without charging people, right? So you can get your own experience and that kind of thing. And then, um, yeah, that's actually really cool. You said Spotify, like the artist pages, because I have seen those. I know you're talking about, I actually didn't know you did that for people. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, do you know who Chosen is? He's from Africa. Oh, yeah. He, he raps, right? Yeah, so yeah, I've heard of him. I just shot with him in my studio. Like, I have a home studio right here set up. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, so I just shot with him, and he put it up as his Spotify banner, Instagram profile picture, uh, Apple Music profile picture and banner. Like, he used like the shots for like his like artist pages. Mm-hmm. I've made some covers for some artists. Like, D- I'm not sure if you know who Decant is. No. No, he. He's an artist. He, he actually gets a decent amount of streams. I made a uh, Geo's cover. Oh yeah. Or baby one. Yeah. Oh oh, I, that song too. I really like the cover actually. With the it's a skeleton, right? The skeleton man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that, and the song's really good too, bro. The mix well. No, I actually like Geo's music, man. No, me too. He has some good stuff he had to play out there that like he's he's showing me. It's sounding really good. I'm actually excited for that. Bro. So, are you planning to do shoots for anything specific though? Like you were saying Spotify, but obviously not specifically that. But are you going to be wide ranged in the sense of kind of shooting for anything, anyone about anything? Or is it going to be more like specific? So primarily, I'm a portrait photographer. So a lot of what I, I shoot is just portraits most of the time. And whatever like use the individual has for them is up to them. But a lot of the time, I, I love when people bring me concepts or ideas because that way I just, it's so much easier for me to start somewhere and then develop an idea. Gives you more to work with, right? Exactly. But I, right now, I don't have a particular style or a particular like lane in photography. Mm-hmm. 
I'm kind of like everywhere right now, just kind of trying to find what I work in best and what's like my best, my favorite to work in. Because mm-hmm. I shoot a lot of film, and when I shoot film, it's a lot of stills of like buildings. And a lot of people don't even see those pictures. Like, like I said, I shoot photography like for myself, mm-hmm. not for like other people. Yeah. But a lot of my more popular work is just like portraits of people. One I really liked, like that stood out to me was it was a it was like a convenience store or like a side store. I remember it was um I don't know what you did to it, but it was almost like it was a it looked like it was shot in the eighties, but at the same time the quality was like crisp. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it was that one. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. See, I don't know. It almost has like a retro look to it, but at the same time, it's like futuristic. I don't know how to put it into words, but see, that's what's great, right? Something you can't put into words. So it's literally like an art. Yeah. Like it's it's beyond just a picture though. See? Yeah. I love that. That I find that so, so cool. Beyond what just what's, what you hear, what you see, it's like a step further. It's a whole different like wavelength of thought. Mm-hmm. It's like, I agree. Yeah, like I don't really know how to put it either, but I know what you're trying to say. Because it's we don't know how to put it because it almost can't be put in words, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like an art. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's an art, right? It's almost like separate from from words. It's, it's what it makes you feel like. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Uh, that thought process a lot. Yeah, I love talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you can get really like deep into it. I feel like like you can almost talk yeah. about so many like separate parts of it. It's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's the goal, man. Like, I want to just educate myself as far as I can. And I, I think that's just, like, just so cool. Like, I can talk about that for hours, bro. I can dive into, like, the specifics of, like, all these different parts of art that I have, like, researched and stuff. I can go into them so deeply. And that picture, like, I love that picture that, like, the one you were talking about before. I took it on my phone as my friend, like, we were driving. And I, I saw the building, and I was like, you have to turn in, like, right now. Like, she, and she just kind of, like, hit the, the sharpest turn. I just got out, took a couple pictures. And it, yeah, man, I love that. Like, you see it, and you're like... I have to take it. And it's crazy, because it's literally just what somebody made to, like, advertise their business. But it's so much more than that for some reason, right? Yeah, it, it's literally a... It's a... Like, a, a marketing, like, business that puts up signs. That's why it literally says signs as a sign. And like I posted that, I posted a variation of that. Like I photoshopped a little bit the picture and I posted it on Visco. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a different version. Like a bro, I love the colors in that. The purple and blue just that pop, bro. It's yeah, and that picture blew up. I got over four hundred and fifty republishers, which is like a lot. Well, honestly, uh, Marcelo, I'd love to have you on again if we could talk, like get deep into the the art stuff you were talking about. That would be great. I think. Is there anything else you wanted to say uh, for this episode? Anything else you want to talk about? Or uh, honestly, the most important thing is that. Well, I like to say a lot is that I stopped chasing false objectives. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that your caption, right? Yeah, or your bio. Yeah, bio. Your Instagram yeah. bio and the whole like. I'm not sure if everyone understands it because I've had a few people ask me what that really means. But it's just that I started, like the moment I started focusing on what I thought, what I think really matters, which is like personal development. And like mm-hmm. I said, like I'm, I'm always trying to get better photography wise, like develop like my style, my 
just my creative sense. The moment I started focusing on that, everything started falling together. Mm -hmm. like I started becoming more just at peace with myself and like more content with what I do in my time. And yeah, that's awesome. A lot of the time when you chase things that aren't really, or what, what you would call a false objective, which is something that like isn't really adding any value to you, you often feel like you can't achieve it, which is bringing like that. That's the part that really messes you up. Cause when you keep chasing something that is unachievable, then you constantly feel like you haven't done enough for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I actually do. Uh, I think it's better to focus like internally to change your external life. If you want to change your external life, you got to go internally first. And I think that's kind of in the same, it's kind of in the same ballpark about what you're talking about. That's kind of like, I, that's, I think that's a great um, little slogan or whatever. Uh, yeah. Stop chasing false objectives. I like that. I actually really like that. I, know where I, think I, got that from. I think my brother said something along those lines one time. And ever since then, it just stuck with me. And like, I've like incorporated it into like my everyday life. I just kind of, kind of think about that every day. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. great, man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, hopefully I'd love to have you on again soon. I would love to go deep into that conversation with you. Cause I actually am very interested in that part of, uh, art too, like kind of expressing stuff without words. I really like that. Um, so thank you everybody uh, for watching. Thank you, Marcelo, for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one.